what I can tell you is from being a metatarian for 32 years and then seeing the light, like this just makes so much logical sense. You know that relationship that you get out of and you're like, what the hell was I doing for so long yeah. with that person? It is literally like that. It's like, you know, when you're in the thick of it and you're trying to make it work. But in reality, when you come past it, you're like, what was I doing? Yeah. That is what it feels it's like. Bad. It's the best thing I can relate it to. Hi, everyone. I'm Andy. And I'm Anna. And today we're going to share with you our personal journey. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Feels weird to talk about it like this. How did we get to where we are today? I guess it all started with when we stopped eating meat. Is that the best place to start? Yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. What did that for you? Uh, So... In the spur of the moment decision, one night we sat down and watched documentaries. The only thing Andy and I can ever choose on together when it comes to watching TV is documentaries. I like a rom-con. He's all about the gangster. So documentaries it is. And we sat down and watched Cowspiracy and Earthlings. I'm pretty sure it was back-to-back. So, Cowspiracy is on Netflix, sorry to jump in, and Earthlings, you can watch, it's on YouTube. Okay. And what inspired us to watch two of the most life-changing movies in one sitting, I've got no idea. But we, I remember sitting there um, with our puppy on my lap and watching the scenes that were unfolding in front of me and just thinking, no, nah, I'm done. I can't, I can't do it. I was at, well, I wasn't just thinking it. I was sobbing about it. But it was something that I just couldn't take back. As we talk about, it's like the blinders were, were taken off. Um, and there's totally an argument to say that what happens in that film isn't necessarily what takes place in New Zealand. But it was close enough and there was enough to be seen that we didn't really eat meat from that day on yeah cowspiracy is kind of the the slightly ethical but also like environmental argument for eating this meat Mm. earthlings is just um something that everyone should watch in my opinion it's pretty harrowing i wouldn't watch it with the kids but i would recommend checking it out uh it's narrated by the wonderful joaquin phoenix uh and it just talks through um the process by which you know the process that that animals go through to to become you know to become food essentially and just um, the aspects that you didn't think about what happens to the boy chickens and that's right yeah um, what about what what an earth de-skinned animal for fur actually looks like and just yeah quite a few things yeah. that i can't take out of my mind actually that's uh yeah things that you you can't yeah unsee and i think that's a really powerful thing in some ways actually because otherwise we are just all walking around with our eyes closed just dreaming that all the chickens are hanging out in a nice big field, happy as, mm. happy as clams. But Do you think there's something about, was there something special about that time in our lives when you were more open to this message though? Because, you know, you and I have both seen, 
yeah, videos about animal cruelty before, you know, we'd been exposed to some of this information, but there was something, there was something about that moment in our lives where I feel like we were potentially more. Yeah. For me personally, it was our dog. I, for some reason, my brain just made the connection that there's no difference between this beautiful fluffy puppy who at the time I treated like my first baby and it, it, there was no difference between that and a pig except for the pig didn't live inside with us, you know? And so I, maybe it was getting a dog. I mean, I'd had a dog before, but maybe it was just making that connection, um, that logical connection, which seems to work quite well for both of us. Um, interestingly enough, when we, watched it and for a few days we didn't eat meat and thankfully we didn't actually have any meat in the fridge at the time I was meant to do the supermarket shop the next day I think I kind of didn't think it would last and I remember being a bit sheepish about whether about telling anyone about what we'd done because I kind of thought oh you know it'll last the week and then then I want bacon again and I just never really did it didn't happen and once it's not in your house it's so easy not to eat it it's that was the biggest thing if you don't have it in your house then you just make something else mm. and it became so much simpler than I ever thought it would be we had we had varying rules as well we were gonna only eat meat if we were at someone's house or we were out at dinner and we had some yeah. of these different bargains we had made with ourselves and, and just over over time it quickly became there's just no interest there. There's just a, like the, the like you said, the blinkers have been taken off, and it's not that we. I mean, it'd be hypocritical to sound high minded because it's not about that. Before we stopped eating meat, I was a full on meatitarian. I was obsessed with adding muscle to my body by way of eating my weight in chicken breasts. Um, but then, literally, it was like the blinkers got taken off, and suddenly it was like, well, why should? Yeah, why should any why should any animal have to have to go through that to be to be my dinner? That's just not necessary. Funnily enough, I do remember being probably about fourteen, and one of my friends being vegetarian. And back then, there were far less alternative options in terms of what you ate. Basically, it just she just ate tofu all the time, and I couldn't stomach it. But I remember thinking that I was just not as strong as she was. Like, I remember thinking it was something that I wish I could do. I wish I had the strength to do because I didn't like the concept that I ate meat or ate animals. But I just never felt like it was something that I was, you know, yeah, strong enough to pursue. Um, So I think it was just possibly a simmering thing that always existed just a slight discomfort with the whole concept and then seeing it on screen was enough yeah to remove those blinkers to open my eyes and it's interesting you say that because for me it was really similar I, I my oldest brother has been um uh has not eaten meat for a long time and I used to look at him like I'd look at a marathon runner like dude yeah. that's so cool you're amazing but I could never do I can't emulate that. There's no way I'm running 42 kilometers. Um, but 
then I don't know. There's something about that point in our lives where we were just more open to making changes. You know, I think uh, it's interesting. There's there's three kind of pillars of this, um, you know, plant based kind of movement. Three main reasons why people are open to it. One yeah. is the environmental impact of eating meat. The second one is uh, the ethical side of it. So, you know, animal suffering and, and uh, the farming practices. Uh, and the third one is personal health. Um, and when we speak to people about it, a lot of people think it's for like health reasons that we chose to do it. And while that has definitely been um, a really cool bonus. It wasn't the health aspect that kind of brought us into that world first and foremost. It was, um, for me, probably more the the um, environmental side, but also the the ethical side too. That kind of, I just once once that logic was clear in my mind that it didn't make sense to eat animals. It's just it's really hard to hard for my logic brain to go to go back okay. from that. You know, um, but because because really it's I guess the the thing I that dawned on me was like, if I was eating meat, it was purely for my own pleasure. Like it was because I was eating a burger at Burger King. And that, that's, you know, for months after we stopped eating meat, that was basically the only thing I kind of, sounds gross, but that was the only thing I kind of like was attracted to was a, a cheeseburger at Burger King. But if I went and bought that, it's literally for my own pleasure. Yeah. It's bad for me. It's bad for the planet. It's bad for the animal. Like it's the only one, <laughs> the only reason to do that is for my own, what I perceive as being pleasure. And that's just messed up. Mm. That's just so wrong, it feels like now. I was a bit cautious about it because um, we were married at the time, but we hadn't had kids yet. And I was really scared that when I got pregnant, I would crave meat really badly. What was really interesting is that it it never happened. I think I ate mince once when I was pregnant, and that might have been just because <laughs> I think at the time I really craved something meaty. But so often is the case. I mean, I remember when I did eat meat, and you'd dream about KFC, and then you actually ate it, and I was like, this doesn't actually taste as good as I remember it. And I remember sitting down (laughs) to eat this mince dish and thinking, well, it was actually better in my head. Like, it didn't taste as great as half of the things I then ate. Um, that were plant-based. Um, but it was never, we didn't, we, yeah, we didn't go straight to nothing, did we? It was a bit of a slope, which I think was a good way to do it. At first, we ate a lot of eggs. Yeah, we kept eating eggs. Milk. Yeah, still um, ate cheese for quite a while. Did we have any fish? I don't know that we did. I don't think so. Uh, and then... Um, but then it was easier to take those things out when you saw how easy not eating meat was. Hmm. Taking those things out didn't seem as big a step or as daunting. And you're talking, like, you're listening to the ice cream queen here. Like, I lived for ice cream. It just, the vegan options are just as good if not better like the crazy thing now is there's so many options and they're so good you know the coconut based ice creams and yogurts and cheeses and all this stuff that you know you don't really want for anything you can make anything you want yourself as well so um 
it's a really nice situation the world's in now where there's there's a plethora of choices um, of alternatives. But one thing we did learn, so a few things I guess we learned along the way. One is, you know, you start off on this journey kind of trying to um, replace meat with something else in your dish. Yeah. You buy these like meat alternatives that you see in supermarkets that are made out of you still uh, want that bulk and the <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and and but slowly your taste change and and the the champions of our meal so to speak are vegetables and chickpeas and black beans and all manner of different like buckwheat and rice and avocados and th- there's just so much beautiful food out there to eat without even considering adding meat to whatever you're making yeah like, there is no shortage of awesome shit out there <laughs> to fill your plate with and we eat like a king and a queen and so do our kids just by buying a whole lot more vegetables and avocados than than meat <laughs> yeah there was a lot of people often ask us whether our food bills went up because vegan food or plant-based food is quite expensive the coconut yogurts and the coconut milks and things um but really I didn't notice a significant difference. You're, I mean, chicken thighs are horrifically expensive. You want them deboned and skinless. Uh, and we were eating like good quality beef um, when we did eat it. So we sort of just swapped the <laughs> expensive meats for sort of slightly more pricier plant-based things. Um, yeah, they kind of outweighed it, didn't it? Very it quickly. really like did. It, it, if anything, the, you might take on it would be that it actually comes out cheaper because, yeah, meat gets super expensive. And, and so you can afford, if you take that out of your diet, you can afford to buy the fancy coconut yogurts that come in a nice recyclable glass jar. Yeah. And, you know, you and can things, afford... things didn't go off as quickly. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. So we had way less food wastage because uh, if you look after it in your food drawer, in your veggie drawer, your vegetables can last 10 times longer than a tray of chicken. So there was no pressure as to what we had to use in the fridge anymore. Uh, and there was no having to worry about freezing and defrosting and all of that carry on. All of that just got <laughs> left behind. It was an anxiety that we sort of had to deal with daily that we suddenly was eliminated from our lives, which I'm was so, I'm so happy I'll never have to defrost chicken again in my yeah, life. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> stuff that. And, and um, the other sort of bonus was suddenly washing dishes wasn't as hard because you didn't have to worry about getting salmonella from your chicken chopping board. Like, it was just, well, all all I've chopped on this is some broccoli and carrots. So it was great. Like, so there wasn't a huge change in our food bills. Uh, Basically, the, the weight just moved to buying a whole lot more veggies and canned goods. Canned goods don't go off and the veggies if you look after them well preserve really well so it was it was quite a cool shift and yeah you don't have to worry about food making you sick quite so much and i think that's a good segue because it is a game changer for cooking if 
nothing makes you sick and you don't have to worry about exactly whether something's off. You can look at a vegetable and you can tell whether it's okay to eat or, or, or not. Um, and in your kitchen, you don't have to worry about which chopping board you've used. Uh, and whether anything's washed. If it's been cooked right through, none of that matters in the slightest. It's amazing. It's just, it's liberating. Um, leftovers are fine. If your baking's a bit mushy in the center, well, who cares if you didn't use raw eggs? So it doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything keeps forever. Leftovers keep the days, which is super fun. Um, I found it also, like I do most of the main, um, cooking for, for us and it, and it does most of the cooking for the kids and the baking. But in terms of cooking dinners and lunch, like it's maybe a better, a better cook because, Rather than just being like, I'm going to eat this steak and I'll better chuck some vegetables alongside it. It's like, no, I'm going to make a big veggie stir fry or I'm going to make a plant-based like shepherd's pie. And it just gets you to be creative with the spices that you're using and the textures that you're going for and whether you're going to roast something or fry it or saute it or whatever it might be. Uh, it, it just gets you to be a lot more creative with how you put things together. Yeah. Uh, and you... Also feel a lot lighter after each meal. I will say that. Um, yeah, it, it, it puts your puts your body in a really in a really good place. I think mm, not, it not filling it up with meat all the time. Yeah. So one of the challenges when we went um, plant based was obviously working with like you know opinions of people around you and people near and dear to you. Um, would you say that was a big barrier? to doing it in the first place like i i feel like we almost apologized for the fact that we stopped eating meat for a period of about a year yeah you know, we did we, we almost felt bad and like we were impinging on people <laughs> yeah we felt like people had to accommodate us um which understandable and in, in some ways they do have to make slight changes i guess but we yeah it was definitely I was really lucky that my friends and family embraced it far better than I thought they actually would. Um, those super close to me uh, were always a little bit concerned for health reasons. The good old, where do you get your protein from if you ain't eating meat and eggs? Uh, but let's I mean, I had been anemic since I was 16 and I had been in eating a lot of meat um, and red meat specifically to try and change that and I was still on a supplement so I'm on that same supplement now Um, I was like well if eating red meat's not helping me then I was kind of that was kind of the argument and eventually they sort of got really used to it I think and people embrace it now and they uh, they, I feel like some of them look at me the way I looked at my friend when I was 15, which was, ah, oh, good on you. I could never do that, but good on you because it's, it's, it's important what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess it was a slight barrier. Again, it was possibly why I didn't want to yell it from the rooftops the moment we stopped eating meat because I was worried that we would get pressured back into eating it. But it what? never really happened. It was a massive bonus that your family, your brother, was already plant-based uh, because they weren't even phased by the concept. Yeah. Um, that made it really nice. We knew other plant-based eaters 
we'd seen them in action at family things, we we knew that was happening. And at the time, we didn't have kids too. I think we had another another surge of um, doubt, maybe, or questioning whether it was a good idea when we had children and when we were when we, we raised them not eating meat. So we've got a three-year-old boy and a one-year-old girl, and, and neither of them have, have eaten meat ever. And, you know, our feeling on it is that if they want to eat meat when they're older, that's cool. Um, we're unlikely to be the ones that will cook it for them. But, yeah. you know, they can make up their own minds. But but they've been thriving. Like they, you know, I mean, it's anecdotal evidence and it's a study of two. But, I mean, they barely ever get colds. They are growing really, really well. They're full of energy. They sleep really well. They're pretty calm for the most part. They have the usual tantrums, but they're the one pretty. The one-year-old spies will tell you that she's she's she's, she's satisfied. She's loving life, yeah. yeah. And and now we get blood tests regularly, and they all look really, really good. So there's certainly we've been sold on the the health benefits of it. Yeah. I think one one thing I'd say about that communication with other people is like when you watch this stuff, like for me watching Earthlings and you know and Cowspiracy, like you. You naturally get fired up about it, and, it, and a big part of you wants to be like, oh, "I'm, I'm in this camp now. I'm plant based. I'm vegan, or whatever you want to be, vegetarian, whatever." And there's this urge to sort of jump into a camp or jump from one camp to the other. But putting labels on things is where you fall into trouble. Oh, absolutely. Because as soon as you say to other people, "Oh, we're trying a vegan diet," and "Oh, you're vegan now, are you?" Blah blah blah. You know, you you are in a camp where then you're kind of trapped because if you back out of it, you're going to be embarrassed around other people and they're going to, people might give you grief about it. You know, I, I still get shit from my mates going, oh, what are you going to go eat? Plate of spinach, mm. you know. So it may be worthwhile if you, if you personally are considering this switch to just refrain from putting any sort of a label on it. You can just say to people, oh, I'm just not eating much meat this week you know you don't even have to say anything because when you're going out with people and you choose not to eat meat that's not that might just be for that day it might be for a year it might be for life but labels are a dangerous game because as soon as you put a label on something it's almost it creates like an us and them mentality yeah and this ties into your friends who would look at it and say oh that's what you're doing is amazing but i could never do that but i think people do that because they perceive there to be only two options you know, there is vegan and not vegan, which is preposterous. Like, you can be plant-based six days of the week and still be doing 85% of the good that I think I'm doing, not eating meat entirely. You know, you can just have meat one day a week and you're still doing an amazing thing for your health, for animal, uh, reducing animal suffering, amazing thing for the environment, and that's awesome. And it, and it you know, guts me that there's not this kind of, understanding of a middle ground in life more and more you know we always try and paint things into black and white and a binary us and them kind of mentality yeah such a shame so that's one thing i'd say to myself back then is you don't have to commit yourself to you know you're not a manchester united fan for life it doesn't have to be like you're not picking a squad (laughs) you know it's not it's different to that it's your personal health you can do what you want to do um just do what feels right based on the based on the information you have i'd say I think we're programmed to fear, like, where do you get your protein from? Where are you going to get your iron from? There's iron in literally, like, so many vegetables and beans and seeds and stuff. A watermelon, on average, has 11 grams of protein in it. Like, (laughs) nature gives you everything you need. And I think my education has taught me that 
all the good stuff your body needs is out there. Um, you know, the, the kind of calcium and milk and this stuff, it's more what we're programmed to, to see rather than what's actually necessary. But we're all kind of conditioned to think that like milk and meat is, is cow's milk that is, you know, is an integral part of every diet. And, and all I can tell you is that there's this whole world on the other side of that, that is thriving without those things. And actually for me, like removing meat and dairy has, helped with so many health conditions it's crazy um everything from eczema to hay fever to energy to just countless changes that that i've seen as a result of it so um don't be afraid to give it a try i'll put a couple of links in the show notes um to those different documentaries there's another talk a ted talk by a doctor named melanie joy which uh is a really cool one. She talks about, you know, why is it that we love dogs, but that we eat pigs and chickens and cows and talks about the kind of, um, she, she terms it carnism. This is carnivore kind of, you know, um, approach where we are able to subject different animals to different parts of our lives, um, which doesn't necessarily have a, a good logical bias. Uh, so I'd recommend checking that one out too. There's a couple of other documentaries (laughs) that you can watch as well. Um, uh, Seaspiracy, which has just come out on Netflix, is really good. It's more like Uh, the environmental impact of the the global fishing industry. Um, Game Changers is is a Netflix documentary which uh, is more focused on like the personal health aspect of it. Um, And a lot of people kind of... You know, a lot of my friends considered a plant-based diet based on watching that documentary and actually like kind of gave it a go and then then gave up. You know, like when you when you try something for personal gain, it's often very fleeting. You know, it's the same when you look at like uh, trying a new workout, um, like trying CrossFit, for instance, or maybe you're trying a different sort of, you know, a juice diet or um, a new, you know, exercise routine of some sort, like often you'll get good results from it and you'll enjoy it, but it's very hard to stick to those sort of habits when it comes to doing something for your own personal good. So for many people who are like plant-based, the the kind of personal health pillar is the least, you know, it's not the main foundation for most people. Like it's a cool bonus and I'm stoked that we're healthier because of it because I've done enough damage to my body over the years that we probably need to. But, you know, I think I'd be, knowing what we know now i think i'd be plant-based even if it wasn't at all better for us <laughs> so the, the the game changers is cool but what made the bigger difference for me personally at least was the the earthlings documentary and, and cowspiracy as well and there's an earthlings version two isn't there ah yes um unity is the sequel to the earthlings movie which is a bit more humanity based rather than just animal based but that's pretty pretty powerful as well there's a whole lot there's um forks over knives is another kind of health based one which for anyone who's into data and and, and stuff then forks over knives is um a bit more kind of a scientific approach to why you shouldn't eat animal products uh there's another one called dominion which is on youtube which is very good as well so well i guess one last thing i'd say is we're very logical people you know we're not into anything super 
you know, we don't Superstitious collect or... special rock crystals or, you know, we, we, we live our lives based on trying to make smart decisions based on the evidence that's available to us, whether yeah. it's who we vote for, what we spend our time doing, what we do with our kids, how we raise our kids, um, how we approach our jobs, our careers, everything. And what I can tell you is from being a meatitarian for 32 years and then seeing the light, like this just makes so much logical sense um, when you when you when you have the right information at hand. Uh, sometimes it's a challenging thing. It's a challenging position to take, and it's not the norm if you choose to eat this meat. But but to clarify, it's not it's not a sacrifice. No, exactly. I don't. I don't if, there's not a day people still ask me if I miss anything, and for a very long time, well, a long time. About a year, I felt like I really missed salami of all things. I know, weird. But I don't think about it. I don't dream about it. I don't crave it. I don't want it. It is not a sacrifice anymore. I. This is just how we eat, and it's delicious, and it's great, and I never feel bad about anything that I eat. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely not. So that part of you that might be holding you back because you don't want to feel like you have to give something up every single day for the rest of your life that is not going to happen like it's just it doesn't exist fast we don't think about it i don't want it i don't dream about it it you know that relationship that you get out of and you're like what the hell was i doing for so long with that person it is literally like that it's like you know when you're in the thick of it and you're trying to make it work but in reality when you come past it you're like what was i doing yeah that is what it feels like it's the best thing i can relate it to yeah that's so great (laughs) thanks everybody for tuning in on that uh on that note (laughs) we'll uh talk to you next time